we're talking about is uh, unbelievable things in the scriptures that are actually true. And so we've talked about uh, the idea, last week we talked about the idea like, wait, what? I can actually have peace in the midst of uncertainty. And the answer is yes, absolutely you can. And I would just say this, that if you... Um, uh, if you have uh, 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 an issue with anxiety or whatever, I would highly recommend that you listen to that sermon, not because I preached it, uh, but because uh, I'm someone who in my past has uh, struggled with anxiety. And so uh, it, it was something that um, kind of helped me out as well uh, over the years as I've, I've kind of struggled with that. Um, but, uh, but this morning we're talking about something like, wait, what? That's in really unbelievable if you think about it. And that's the idea that you can hear the voice of the God of the universe. <laughs> now, if you're new to the Bible, new to Christianity, new to religion, you've probably met some people or seen them on TV, people who say they've heard from God, okay? So I understand how wacky that can sound. You know, and you've probably, you know, heard the stories. I don't know if you guys remember the hell bop comet, the, that cult that was involved in that. They had all wearing Nike tennis shoes and stuff. And, and they, they, the, the, the leader heard from the Lord that they all have to commit suicide or they all. And then you, you've probably heard people on, uh, on uh, you know, television, some pastors on television where they'll say, I've heard from the Lord and uh, you, you, somebody out there needs to send in a bunch of money, right? You know, they never hear from the Lord. And it's like, you know what? I think I should retire right now. Like it's, it's always you have to give the money, but you've probably heard that. You've probably met, unfortunately, some Christians Christians that uh, told you something, I, 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 I heard from the Lord and I want to tell you something about yourself or what you should do or what you shouldn't do. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, and where you're just like, man, this doesn't sound, it just doesn't sound right. And, but if you think about it, it's kind of amazing that you could hear from God. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't seem possible, but I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can and that people do and I have and my wife has and I know many, many people who've heard from God. But what, what is that? What does that look like? What, is it, what does this voice sound like, right? Does he have an accent? Like why, why do you always hear it in your own accent, like your own culture, right? You hear the Lord that way. What, what, what is that? Well, what I want to do this morning is not so much talk about uh, how to listen to God because I think I think even if you said God's never spoken to me ever, I would push back and I'll say, I'll bet he has. I'll bet he has. And maybe it was through somebody else. Maybe it was by reading his word. Maybe it was an idea. Maybe you got in your mind, uh, and maybe this has happened to you, you know, maybe you should reach out and text that person. And so you do, and they say, oh, man, thank you so much. This came at just the right time. That could be very well your heavenly father who gave you that idea. And so... We'll talk a little bit about the, oh man, look at this. This is just, I hope they do well in the playoffs. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Listen, listen to what Psalm says. And, and just so you know, if, like, if you've been a Christian for a very long time, almost every scripture I'm going to reference in, in, in uh, the questions you should ask yourself if you, if you think you're hearing from God or not, they're all famous 
scriptures. You've probably heard most of these. There's, not, there's no like giant biblical scholarship happening this week as I'm preparing this sermon. And the reason is, is because God wants it to be clear to you that you hear his voice. He wants to speak to you. And he wants you to listen, and he wants you to understand what he's saying. It's not a mystery. He doesn't speak to trap you or to trick you. You think about any good father, any good uh, uh, parent, right? When they speak to their kids, they don't speak in confusing things. If, the, if you have a clarification or you need something, a good parent says, this is exactly what I mean. And this is exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Your heavenly father is no... No different. Listen to what Psalm 29, 4 says. It says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. And you think, well, then how, how, do, I, how do I know? I've never heard his powerful voice or his majestic voice. Well, the Bible says you have, actually, because you see it in all of creation. You see what is created. It makes it very clear who, uh, who he is and what he's about. And whether you take a young earth theology where you think uh, the, Lord, the, the earth was created in a literal seven days and that was about 6,000 years ago, or you take an older earth uh, theology that God did this over time, the fact of the matter is he did it, <laughs> okay? And that his voice is proclaimed through creation, Right? But sometimes we get it wrong. One of my favorite sections of scripture is in Matthew uh, chapter 16. And Jesus is trying to talk to the disciples. And he says, uh, who do people say that I am? You know, and so they're like, oh, that's a great question. Some say Elijah. Some say one of the prophets. You know? And then he asks this question. It's a great question. It's a question he has for you. Who do you say that I am? And Peter goes, you're the Messiah the son of the living God. Now watch what Jesus says to Peter. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Peter, God spoke to you. My heavenly Father spoke to you. Isn't that amazing? And you think, wow, I want to be like that. I, I, I do want to be like that. I want to I hear from my Heavenly Father. But watch what happens five verses later. Jesus is talking, and he's like, hey, man, just so you guys know, uh, I need to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to be taken by the chief priests and uh, the Pharisees, and I'm basically going to die. And Peter pulls him aside and rebukes him, okay? Just, this is just bonus, don't pull Jesus aside and rebuke him, okay? Don't do that, okay? Watch what he says. So this guy, Peter, just heard from his heavenly father, and now Jesus turns to Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but, the, but merely the human concerns. So we have this idea that we can hear from God, but we can also mess it up at the same time. Well, how do we, how do we know? What, what, what questions could have Peter asked himself so that when he wasn't just pulling Jesus aside and rebuking him? Like he gets this idea in his head. And so what I want to talk about this morning uh, um, uh, is this idea of seven questions we can ask ourselves when we when we, hear, when we think we're hearing from God. How do we test it? Because the Bible says that we need to test these things to make sure we're not walking up to somebody and saying, hey, God told me this about you, and you're wrong. We don't want that. 
right? And so how do we, what do we look at? Look at, look at, uh, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is talking to uh, Satan as he's being tempted. And he says, um, he answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God is speaking. He's always speaking. And we'll see quickly, obviously he speaks through his word. That's what the Bible is. It's the word of God. That's our primary source of hearing from him. But he speaks to us individually. And you may or may not have had this happen. I've had many, many times in my life where I have this inkling, this idea, and I run it through these tests, and it passes all those tests, and I go, okay, I'm going to act on this idea that's been popped into my head. Uh, and I believe it's the word of God. When, well, one time, um, I was leading worship at another church, um, and uh, I got a phone call from our superintendent, and uh, he said, there's a church in Garden Grove. Uh, well, you should quit your job and uh, become a pastor, right? <laughs> okay. And so uh, it was more nuanced than that, okay? But it, that's what he says. And so I had to go before God and ask God, is this really what you want me to do? Quit my job and go into the ministry. I would not be here today if I didn't think God, the God of the universe, called me to be the pastor of Living Spring. I think, I, I know, I heard the voice of God calling me to do that. Now, he might not ask you to do that, or if he does, it'll be at a lamer church than ours, but good luck uh, for you. Um, but, uh, but he might call you to something like that. He might call you to something different. He might call you, no, there's, there's, let's not go crazy. He might call you to lead a small group. Could you imagine how terrifying that would be? He might. He might call you to do something else. He might call you to give more, take care of someone. He might call you to work with children in the children's ministry. Wouldn't that be frightening, right? Every scene, look, 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 listen to this. Listen to what John says, John chapter 8, verse 47. Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. And you're like, oh, no, I knew it. I haven't heard from God, so I must not belong to God. That's not really what it means. What it means is, do you have ears to hear? When you open his word, do you open it with an idea of expectation that he's going to speak to you specifically through his word, through other people? So let's go over these seven questions and, uh, and see how, how that uh, works as you think about some things that God might be calling you to do or might be saying to you. The first is Right off the bat, does it align with Scripture? God is not going to talk to you and say something and have you do something that does not align with Scripture. This is why I say all the time, you need to read your Bible. You need to be a student of the Word. You need to know it. You need to memorize it. You need to study it. You need to soak in it. You need to listen to it. You need to read it. you got to stay in the Word. That is the primary way you hear from the God of the universe. He has assembled this over many hundreds of years and different writers and the community, the, 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 the community of Christ has assembled these texts and said, this is the word of God. Know it. Study it. Does it align with scripture? Like I said, all these scriptures I'm using this morning are, are pretty famous, okay? But here, here's what it says. It says, the word of God is living and active... Right? 
That means it's alive. That means you say, you can't say, oh, that was 2,000 years ago. It, it doesn't, it means something different now. No, no, no. The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of both soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able, and able, and this is where the Lord talks to you, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And that's where I hear God most clearly is through his word. And he asks me questions while I'm studying the word. Hey, why are you still struggling with that? Hey, how come, remember that person that you are upset with? How come you haven't forgiven them yet, right? That's all, that's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of my heart. The word of God is living and active. It's relevant, even as an ancient text. And so when I hear, think I hear the voice of the Lord, I have to go to Scripture and go, okay, where, where has this happened before? Has there been somebody in Scripture that has gone through this? Is there any specific teachings on how I, I take my next steps? What, what, what should I do for that? And sometimes uh, the answer comes back, and I don't like the answer. <laughs> Who cares? It's the Word of God. I don't have a choice to pick and choose. If God's telling me to do something, I, I have to do it. Is it align, does it align with Scripture? The Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Paul writes to Timothy this way. He says, all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And it says that the man of God, that we that this is, it's man or woman of God, may be adequate, equipped for every good work. That's the whole point of God speaking to you, is to mature you, to grow you up, to, to, to not treat you like a baby anymore, not have just the milk and milk and milk, but the actual meat of the word of God, the hard stuff, the stuff that's hard to swallow. You're just like, oh, I don't know. Does it really mean that? Is that really supposed to be my sexual ethic? That just sounds so old-fashioned. Is that really supposed to be how I treat people who've wronged me? Like, really? And the Word of God says yes. So, and so if you're hearing something that says you need to get even, that's not, that's not the Lord. If you hear something, of, you know, something about you know, being selfish or, 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 or something that might do well for you but hurt someone else, it's not, it's, it, it doesn't line up. With scripture, And that's the very first question that uh, you should ask yourself. Does it align with scripture? Number two, I didn't mark these down. So if I get uh, messed up, like if we're on number three and I say number four, don't text me during the week. No, I'm just playing. Uh, right? Does it reflect the fruit of the spirit? Does it reflect the fruit of the spirit? What, if, if the outcome of what you're hearing takes place like what is that outcome is it is it anxiety is it fear the lord doesn't talk that way he, he doesn't have the outcome become anxiety for you or fear or uncertainty or or you know you your your, your bitterness or anger or anything like that or it's like you have to go get even with somebody that's not it it comes out as the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
If those are the outcomes of what you're hearing and they align with Scripture, there's a really good chance the God of the universe might be talking to you, which is exciting, right? But this is, this is the outcome of it. If, if, if someone comes up to you and says, you know, the Lord has told me something about you and, it, and it's not done in love, it's probably not the Lord. If it's not done in joy and peace, now maybe you've had someone come up to you and go, look, I don't know if this is the Lord or not, but this has been on my mind for a week. That's completely fair. That's fine. There's just one believer talking to another. You've been on my heart. I think the Lord has given me this word. That's fine. But if it's, if it's you know, the Lord has uh, revealed to me your secret sin. <laughs> what? Oh, I guess he didn't reveal it to me, but I'm glad he revealed it to you. That's great, right? That's not done in love. That's not done in love, right? And so as you hear these things that you think might be the Lord, this is a great test to put it to it. If I, if I follow through with this, does it, does it mean increased love? Does it mean increased joy? Like kindness and peace, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? Is that the thing? Then it, then it actually could be God talking to you, which is very exciting. You look through his word, and then you mark it with the fruit of the spirit. Is that what's going on? Number three. Uh, does it, so I made up this test. It's called the say it out loud test. Okay. It's, I just made it up. And it's, if you want to test if something is from the Lord or not, like say it out loud to, some, to another human being. And if you're just like about to say it, and then you're like, uh, that's a great test. Like, can you say it out loud? And this is why it is so, so important to be around other believers that are doing their best to hear from God too. Because now you have a group of like-minded people where you say, you know what? I think the Lord wants me to, uh, to, to sell my car and, uh, you know, leave my wife. I'm like, really? That, that, you sure about that? And if all the people around you are like, hmm, I don't know. Like after you said it out loud, there's a really good possibility that you're off, that you're wrong. Because those other people are listening to the Lord as well. Does it pass the say it out loud test? Can you sit in front of your small group with a straight face and say, I think God's telling me to, and you insert it there, and you're like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to say it. Then it's probably not the Lord. Let me show you what it says in Scripture. I love this verse. It's in Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. Read your Bible. There's so much more good stuff in Proverbs like this. But watch this. In a lawsuit, right? They do talk about lawsuits in the, in the Bible. Uh, the first to speak seems right, right? Isn't that right? Until someone comes forward and cross-examines, right? Isn't that true? Who is the best person on the planet, the best person on the planet to fool you? Who is that? You, yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's you. It's you. You'll, you'll be in your own head, and maybe it's just me. Maybe you guys are super spiritual, and I'm, I'm just a wretch and should probably leave the ministry immediately, right? But what I've found in my life is that I'm the one who'll sit with myself and explain all the 
the things, oh, this is what we're going to do, and then we're going to do this and do that and do that. And uh, uh, I've made investments that way. I, I have no business making any investments on my own, period, right? But I, I've made investments that way where if I had just gone to somebody and said it out loud and allowed myself to be cross-examined, I would have known that's not from the Lord, right? Here's another thing. When you're being cross-examined by a brother or sister that loves you, and you start getting defensive, there's a really good chance it's not the Lord, okay? Because it doesn't pass the say it out loud test. All right, uh, here's another one. The righteous, um, the heart of the righteous weighs its answers. In other words, really molds them over. Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Or am I trying to defend a position that I know is kind of weak, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil? Isn't that cool? Guys, I'm telling you, the Bible is so cool. It gushes evil. Uh, the heart of the righteous. So there's this idea of, 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 of people. You're allowing people to, to question what you think God is having you do. Does it pass the out, say it out loud test? Uh, James says it this way. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. In other words, here's what I think God is telling me to do. And then, shh, let me hear what you have to say. Reflect back to me. What, 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 what hole, poke holes in it. What, what's going on? Because the worst thing we can do, you guys, is think we're hearing from God, but because we're so insecure that we won't bring the idea up with someone else, that we end up going through it, and it isn't the voice of God. Because the voice of God only wants your good. Even when he's disciplining you, that's what he wants. So does, does it pass the out loud task. You got scripture. You got the fruit of the spirit. Can you say it out loud to another brother or sister that you respect and hear it? All right, this one. Does it make me more like Jesus? The ultimate goal of your relationship with Jesus is not to make it to heaven. I mean, that's part of it. Good for you, okay? Or avoid hell. That's great. The ultimate goal of you having a relationship with Jesus, is to become more like Jesus. You're placed on this planet for a short amount of time, right? You know, like 105 years, let's say, for you guys, all right? So like, that's it. Your job during that time is to become more like Jesus. If you're hearing voices or you're trying to be convinced to do something that doesn't make you more like Jesus, I promise you that is not your heavenly Father talking to you. If you want to hear the voice of God, you listen to the voice of Jesus, as a matter of fact, the Bible says he's the exact representation of God. Does it make me more like Jesus? Philippians says it this way. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus. In other words, you're not going to have something come into your mind that isn't something Jesus would do, and then we call it, I heard from God. It does not work that way ever, ever, ever. Not just because it's not in Scripture or it isn't part of the fruit of the Spirit, but because does it make me more like Jesus? If I feel like the need to tell somebody something, is that something Jesus would tell them? Or do I just want to get something off my chest? Because if I do, that's not, that's not Jesus. This is what G, uh, John chapter 10, uh, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and it's brutal. He is so, he's an assassin. If he just Read that section of scripture. He's just going after the Pharisees. It's so cool. It's like Jack Reacher, but theology. And, uh, and so uh, he's talking to them, and he starts talking about how these, these Pharisees are not the true shepherds. 
And he starts giving this analogy about how uh, hired hands and uh, robbers and stuff, they don't, they don't care about the, the sheep. He said, but I'm the, I'm the good shepherd. I, I, I want, I want the, what's best for the sheep. You say, well, how does that happen? Watch what he says here about does it make you more like Jesus? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, listen, and they follow me, which is the command of Jesus to all the disciples and to you and me. Follow me. I'm rabbi. Do what I do. Look at the world the way I look at it. Does it make me more like Jesus? If God's asking you to do something and it doesn't make you more like Jesus, it's not God asking you to do something. All right. Uh, number next. Uh, <laughs> is it conviction or condemnation? Now, oftentimes we'll think we're listening to the voice of God, but it's really our own insecurity and our own brokenness. If you hear God telling you that you're a you're bad, it's probably not God. Now, God can say, you've done something bad. That, that God will say that. We'll see a verse like that in a, in a second. But he won't say you're bad. He, won't, he will never question your value. So if you find yourself having thoughts in your mind of, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good dad. I'm not good this. I'm not this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Or I am. I'm, I'm worthless, I'm, 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 I'm stupid, I'm not. That is not your heavenly father. That, that, that's not conviction, that's condemnation. And that doesn't come from the Lord. It says this, again, famous, famous verse, but some of us need to hear it again. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So the Lord can convict you and I, or I do something wrong, I sin, I treat someone bad, I'm impatient on the freeway, which never has happened in my life, but sometimes I could imagine for other people, or whatever it is, right? And the Lord will go, come on, bro, you got to get this handled, man. Don't, don't. You know, you're, you're 57. This has to be <laughs> handled already. You know what I mean? That's conviction. That's healthy. That's what we want. That's coaching. That's any, anybody who can point out something to go, hey, you need to change this or it's going to go bad for you. That's conviction. But there's no condemnation. That was taken up by the cross. The Lord took all that. He took your sentence of death away. Listen, listen to what it says. Uh, in Revelation 3, 19, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. He does discipline. He does discipline. And it's often not fun, but it is. All right. Is it impartial and free from hypocrisy? Okay. Is it impartial or does it go along with your worldview, your political view, your narrative, your history, all that? Like is God, does God, when he talks to you, does it sound just like you? <laughs> and it's, it's not impartial, right? Here's what it says. James 14, we'll go 14. I think we go through, through uh, three verses. But if you harbor bitter uh, envy and selfish ambition in your hearts. Do not boast about it or deny the truth. That's the truth that God wants to speak to you. Such air quotes wisdom 
does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual. And then he like doubles down and says demonic, right? For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. What is the point of what you think God is telling you to do? Is it selfish ambition? It's probably not God. But listen to what he says. But the wisdom that comes from God, from heaven, is first of all pure, then peace-loving. Remember we talked about it, having part of the uh, fruit of the Spirit? Peace-loving. Considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. You say, well, John, if it has to be all these things, like, can I ever hear from God? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. The answer is yes. Open his word anytime, anytime you're hearing from God. But when you start to get into this idea that you know from God something somebody else doesn't, and, and you can go all through Christian, Christianity over all of history, people were speaking on behalf of God, and they were dead wrong. We ask ourselves these questions. And finally, uh, we ask ourselves this question, is it my responsibility? In other words, God oftentimes, most of the time, is not going to speak to you, one kid, about another one of his kids. Now, maybe he'll go, hey, reach out to so-and-so, make sure they're okay, or hey, bring something to mind. But very often, actually, I've never seen it happen, okay? Truly, where God speaks to one of his kids and says, go tell my other kid something that I have to say. He goes to his kids. <laughs> like, I've had people, not at this church, now, but um, where they've said to me, hey, the Lord wanted me to tell you something about Living Spring. And uh, it never has to do with them doing anything. It always has to do with me having to do something. And my answer is always the same. Well, I'll tell you what, when he tells me, I'll jump right on it. But having someone else tell me on behalf of God just doesn't work. Is it my responsibility? And that's a great question to ask yourself. I think I'm hearing from God. I think I'm hearing from God that I need to talk to my wife about her anger issue. No, you don't. That's not God. Okay? And also, tell me how that works out. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just play it out. Or vice versa. I need to talk to my husband about, you know, you know, you know God, God told me to tell you, like, oh, no. Is it your responsibility? The answer is no. Right? Uh, one, one time Jesus is... Uh, well, Jesus comes back to, uh, uh, to life again after he dies, right? He's resurrected, and he's hanging out with the, the um, disciples. And he says to Peter, hey, man, uh, one of these days, you're going uh, to go a place you don't want to go, and they're going to they're gonna kill you. You're going to be martyred, right? And Peter, like a good Christian, says, uh, well, what about him, <laughs> right? That's what every good Christian should do. Right when the Lord talks to you, you start pointing at other people like, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I should, right? So he points to John, right? And he says, great name, by the way. And he says, uh, what about him? And Jesus says this, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Isn't that cool? Jesus is so cool. You must follow me, right? That's that's all you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about someone. Oh, the Lord told me I needed to tell you that. Like, get, get, no, he didn't. What about you? 
right? Have you ever met a person, and again, I'm, I'm being harsh to Christians right now, and I apologize, but sometimes they drive me crazy. Uh, a, a person where they're telling you what God told them, and their life is a wreck. It's a complete mess. You wouldn't take advice from them on any subject, finances, health, relationships, nothing, and now they're telling you that God spoke to them? Come on, son. That's it right? What's, what's that to you? So if God's talking to you and you think it's really about someone else, just be real careful about that. Because it's really dangerous to walk up to somebody and say, God told me. It's not right. If I want him to remain alive until I return, what's that to you? Man, Christians, we got to memorize this verse. It's so good, right? Romans 12, 18 says it this way. As far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Right? You do you. You follow me, Jesus says. That's the whole point. As the worship band comes up, I'll just go over these. I wanted to put it on one slide so you could take a picture of it if you wanted, uh, just as a good reminder. Um, but it's just these seven things. Does it align with Scripture? Uh, does it reflect the fruit of the Spirit? Does it pass the say-it-out-loud test? Can you tell another brother or sister with a straight face and, like, finish the sentence? Uh, does it make me more like Jesus? Is it conviction or condemnation? Is it impartial and free from hypocrisy? And is it my responsibility? Now, these seven are just seven. They're not the seven. There's other questions you can ask yourself, but these are a good start to go, can I hear from God? Now, we're going to end with one final song, but I want to I say this as a word of encouragement. For those of you who are like, I don't think I'll ever hear from God. I want to challenge you this week with a bold prayer to say, God, speak. Your servant is listening. Maybe it's every morning. Heavenly Father, speak. Your servant is listening. And you might be surprised this week that you hear something. Ah, I wonder what that is. You look at your seven. You're like, yeah, that... I might have just heard it from the God of the universe. Isn't that exciting? He loves you. You're his kid. He wants to talk to you. We're going to end with one final song. And, uh, and um, what we do during this time is we have the stage open, and you can come up and pray. I, I, I like to pray when I'm done preaching just to start my week off right. And uh, so I, I always kneel down here. We'll have some people praying by the cross. If you'd like someone to lay hands on you, uh, they can, you can tell them your prayer request and they'll pray for you right there. Uh, but we use this time to, as a time of reflection. You can join in the song if you want or you can just listen to your Heavenly Father and just say, speak. Your servants listen. It's unbelievable, but it's true. Lord Jesus, thank you that you do still talk to your kids, that you still talk to us, that we can look at your... as uh, Tanner had prayed at the very beginning of the service that um, you lived a perfect life and we can just watch that and model it trust you and take your words to heart none of them return void the word of God never returns void so Lord I thank you for that I pray for those who are here that we would uh, have a special ear tuned to what you would have us hear thank you in Jesus Now
Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray you would go out this week in his boldness, in his peace, in his strength, and with ears to hear his voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.